Mentality Monsters I'm going to use the word with the Orange well Rugby team Someone press that arm Take it off Liverpool <laughs> Let's take it off the Reds and let's attach it to the Orland Rugby team OTB AM Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app The News Round on Off The Ball with Gillette Labs Get the ultimate shave for your money back Neon Night Edition available now This is News Talk Oh you're welcome along So here we are Tuesday's Off The Ball Brian O'Driscoll is with us this hour so we can uh, reflect once again on how brilliant we all are at rugby and then Gavin Cooney is with us on the football show France on the horizon Monday Latvia tomorrow at the Aviva Stadium and then there are strong rumours that a slight tangent may get an outing between 8 and 9 yeah we're just doing it Joe at this stage I have no other options so we're, the, the rumours are confirmed TBC <laughs> TBC uh, thus far I kid you not 7 o'clock we have no idea what we're talking about you supposed to have a production meeting about this earlier on hasn't happened not a clue so God help us all Richie McCormick is with us hello hello Joe uh, so uh, Brian O'Driscoll with us this hour Steve Hansen former All Black coach stirring the pot already he's uh, talking about Ireland and yeah you know they're a good team they're a good team I give you that they're a good team but it seems they struggle a bit at World Cups if it was the All Blacks they'd probably be called chokers oh come on now Steve easy to say that from your double World Cup with (laughs) Perth one World Cup did he win two he was there with Graham Henry in 11 wasn't he yeah but in 15 he was coach for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, well, then he's 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 yeah he's been involved in two World Cup wins. Okay. It is interesting though, as well as Ireland have played, and we would all yeah when we talk about Ireland ad nauseum on this um, show, we would all acknowledge that there is uh, such a difference. It feels like with previous Irish teams, and yet Hanson's view is yeah. Look, you won a Six Nations. Relax. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't know if his comments were slightly more nuanced than that, but yeah, it's look. I, I, I think now we're probably at the point where that's no harm. I think teams taking us seriously and you know treating us a threat is like we need that for the ego at a certain point. Mm-hmm. You know, even in 2019 World Cup, where it was like the you know the the. the, the that kind of conversation of ah when you play New Zealand in a real match they'll hammer you and I'm like no honestly read the New Zealand Herald they take us really seriously they think we're a really good team you know so that you're at that point then now you're like I'm actually a bit more confident yeah. therefore let them talk us down let them take us lightly let them think we're a bunch of chokers absolutely and then see what happens what in the name of God is a slight tangent says Sarah in Clontarf I'm intrigued she adds although Jason Dublin a slight tangent praise the Lord he's a fan yeah, it's an inexplicably popular slot where uh, Undeserved you, Will, and Arthur talk a lot of. Uh, no, it's not that actually. We don't just. That's that's the way we put ourselves down. We we talk about uh, nuanced points of the week and the day, and uh, read some emails from our esteemed listeners and viewers. Something like that. Yeah, the genesis was during the summer when there was no football show for obvious reasons, and we just uh, decided to have the PM team in here uh, talk about various issues and people started emailing in and then we gave it the name of Slight Tangent because that phrase was used a few times a few times and so <laughs> it's a Slight Tangent and it appears it inter- for itself really doesn't intermittently it? intermittently is when it appears Richie's a huge fan of it massive hence my numerous appearances <clears throat> studio you is pop in, essential buddy. studio's essential 
I've even been there on Tuesdays and it hasn't happened so yeah I don't know anyway <laughs> it doesn't get a look in all the time <clears throat> it's been a three or four weeks has it more I th- yeah I don't know Joe I think this is I think we've been three weeks without there you go so we're back tonight anyway we're back tonight and uh, anything you want us to talk about a slight tangent at offtheball.com and uh, we'll get to it it's really uh, it's like a production meeting without the swearing or the libel and feel free to give us some topics because as Joe mentioned we are going a little bit blind into 8 o'clock tonight they're often the better ones I tell you what though <laughs> they are but I tell you what we're not discussing nicer. we're not discussing if Free From Desire at full time whistle was good bad or different <laughs> that, that's been done I that's maybe, maybe Arthur and Will have some strong opinions no, on it they need to let I'm, us know I'm not having that conversation again we should uh, plough on news round brought to you with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition is available now Richie Evan Ferguson is going to put bums on seats tomorrow you would think Yet yeah, seemingly he will make his first Republic of Ireland start in tomorrow night's friendly with Latvia Stephen Kenny confirmed today it'll be the Brighton teenagers third appearance in a green shirt following cameos off the bench against both Norway and Malta in November Stephen Kenny says he'll use tomorrow night's game to offer game time to those who might be struggling for minutes at club level Listen, we have an, a number of players who've not been playing regularly uh, or who've been playing intermittently. And I think tomorrow night's game is, is important you know, and for, for those players uh, and for us to evaluate where they all are and for them, them to make an, an impact themselves so they can put themselves into contention for selection against France next Monday, whether that be as starters or, or players that can make an impact from the bench and because uh, we'll need a squad next Monday against France so it's an important game for, for a lot of players and you know we want to utilise it and maximise the opportunity for the players to give ourselves every chance Meanwhile Richie Didier Deschamps I mean he has to be good at very, very good at two things one managing yeah. uh, the football side of France two managing the politics of France yeah, one seems easier than the other, to be fair. Uh, ahead of Monday's Euro 2024 qualifier, France boss Didier Deschamps says Antoine Griezmann will be their vice-captain. The Atletico Madrid forward was reportedly considering his international future after Kylian Mbappe was selected as their new skipper. However, he was pictured with all smiles at training this evening. Uh, Griezmann hasn't missed a France international since 2017. 70-plus games in a row he has represented his country, so it does mean a lot to him. And he's fresh off the back of a stunningly good World Cup as... Uh, defensive midfield maestro uh, Mbappe captain now at the age of 24 66 caps to his name Griezmann thought he should be captain in the absence of uh, the departed uh, Hugo Lloris so there's Fili- much ado I presume Philippe Auclair was on during the World Cup talking about Griezmann's run of games mm-hmm. and like how understated and underappreciated that record actually is to play that many games in a row for his country so the idea that he was going to suddenly just retire and say not, come, not coming to Dublin yeah. I don't know if it was ever quite on the cards but it is interesting it's funny when you said that uh, Deschamps has to deal with the politics of France I thought he'd somehow waded into the retirement <laughs> age scandal <laughs> I don't know if they, what age is Deschamps <laughs> He must be close to that French retirement age at this stage. What is the French retirement age? 62. Macron, Macron's going to fall over trying to bring it to 64. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's going to fall, but he's in, he's no, in big he'll trouble. He'll survive. He'll survive. Well, yeah. listen, retirement is not for everybody, Rich. 
54, uh, Deschamps is uh, some 19 years as senior. Roy Hodgson has returned as Crystal Palace well, manager until the end of this good. season. <laughs> uh, the 75-year-old, and fast maths from me, by the way, uh, the 75-year-old had intended to retire in 2021, having spent four years at the Sellers Park Club. Uh, but with Palace without a win in 12 Premier League games and just three points from safety, he's been tasked with preserving their top flight status. Dubliner Paddy McCarthy will remain as his assistant at Palace, having acted as their caretaker for Sunday's defeat at Arsenal. It was a good Away. People usually say that after a terrible one. It's rare there's a good one. Yeah, that was perfect. I didn't know what his next story was because I haven't uh, I've accidentally not opened the news round here in front of me. So uh, welcome back. Impressed. Welcome back to Roy and Ray, said Steve Parrish to everybody's general amazement. <laughs> they didn't know it was coming. Oh. I laughed this morning heartily, I have to say, when I heard the news. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think it's great. Like, why not? Uh, Hodgson did a great job at Palace. Like, obviously, at some stage, they might have to move on. But, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. Look, I, I, I keep going on about this. I haven't talked about it on the show yet, I don't think. But I am so intrigued by the relegation battle at the moment. 12th place Crystal Palace are four points ahead of 20th place Southampton. I think it's Southampton, whoever it is in 20th anyway. Yeah. There's four points between nine teams. I want, Joe, a last day of the season. I know you're not as interested in things that aren't at top, top level, but tell me this wouldn't be amazing. Last day of the season, no team is relegated and nine teams could go down. Yeah, that'd be good. The last relegation not far away from it. I really got into was Brian Robson's West Brom. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, uh, but that is starting to go back a while. They were the first team bottom of Christmas, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, to survive. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's unique. Like li- literally, everybody from twelfth down, as Mick says, <clears> are separated by like uh, a cigarette paper. Like they are eleven points clear of twelfth place, and they're in eleventh. Mm. Eleven points clear on Roy Hodgson. It's very impressive. Seventy-five years young. It's an amazing example to all of us. Like keep going, keep doing your thing. Dame Delaney uh, would would have great things to say about Hodgson and how he treated him even when he was in his last year or so and not playing as much Hodgson was very keen to stay around and stay involved and be a, an example to younger players and treated him really well and talked to him about you know what are you going to do when you retire and your next mm. steps and took a real interest in a human being who was in his last season going to be of no value to him next season and he had other things in his mind uh, with the other 30-odd players in the squad. but Just a good man. A good man, yeah. 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 That's what you like to hear. I, I honestly do wish him well. I always liked Hodgson. I always feel that because he probably took two jobs that were too big for him, what was he supposed to do? That's, you know, that's, you know, we all have to fulfil our ambitions and they just didn't work out. And other than that, has had an unbelievable career. Yeah. And he needed yeah. this last run of like Palace and, you know, was there a job before Palace? I'm not sure, but, you know. He did he, great at West Brom as well. West Brom, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needed that run after England and obviously Fulham after Liverpool to sort of just kind of like reinstate that memory that everybody has yeah. of him as a really good football manager, you know. What, so, uh, what job would you like to do at 75? At 75? Yeah. God, I don't know. Radio contributor. <laughs> I'll come on and do the papers with a 74 year old Jew and, and we'll do the Sunday uh, papers together how about that there won't be papers we'll do the Sunday onlines whatever they're called you won't have the rustling <laughs> we'll just bring in some pieces of paper okay Richie 75 what's your, dream, day, Richie. what's your dream job at 75 Richie I, I, I want to be retired as of a year ago uh, so you know uh, at 75 I don't want to be doing literally anything uh, God like I, I admire I actually admire the drive of these people 
the Roy Hodgson's of this world, the Neil Warlocks, um, for actually still wanting to be not only active members of the community, but actually like still working at a top top level. Like it's, it's tough schedule. That uh, that kind of drive and that kind of that, it's it's insane. Like, active it's members insane of the community years. is such an ageist term. <laughs> like you never hear you never hear a young person being called an active member of the community. Mm. But like the thing with like the thing with my, like my dad was dead at seventy five, and now you've got managers in the two top you know divisions in England still plugging away at that age. Like it's absolutely like amazing stuff. Yeah, and you can only you can only commend them for for wanting to keep at it and wanting to keep at a job that's that all consuming. Yeah, it is yeah, all consuming. That's true. All consuming. I mean, even just physically, the schedule's tough. Uh, so people have speculated about the ban that Alexander Mitrovic might be on the receiving end of after his uh, histrionics at Old Trafford. Yep, and it looks like he's facing a lengthy one. The striker was red carded for making contact with referee Chris Kavanagh as he protested the sending off of Willian during that FA Cup defeat at Manchester United. Mitrovic would normally be given a three-game suspension for a straight red, but the FA last night said that such a punishment is clearly insufficient. Fulham manager Marco Silva can also look forward to sitting in the stands for a while after he was charged with multiple abuses of match officials, including throwing a water bottle in the direction of an assistant referee. Yeah, complete meltdown. Uh, next story, pretty interesting. So the Irish women's rugby team, over the last number of years, the uh, level of, of, of churn from one game to the next seemed to me to be impossible for any head coach to try and manage. In effect, the sevens yeah. players would play for the 15s and then if there was a sevens tournament, they would go and play that and the 15s would have to pick up the pieces and draft in four, five, six, seven new players and then the sevens team might return and they'd be parachuted straight back into the side and the players who'd come in in their absence are dispensed with and the pl- thing is all over the shop. So uh, quite interesting, this move from the 15s team now, Rich. Yeah, Ireland assistant coach Nia Briggs says their sevens players won't be linking up with the 15s for later rounds of the women's Six Nations. Ireland's campaign begins on Saturday in Cardiff without the likes of Bevan Parsons, Amy Lee Murphy-Crow, Eve Higgins and Lucy Mulhall, among others. Briggs was asked today if those players could be parachuted in later in the competition. Nope, nope. We're really happy with the, the 32 that we've selected. I think uh, we've rewarded um, girls that have played really well at club into Pro and Celtic Cup. And um, yeah, um, it's it's a very exciting young group. And um, I think it's it's probably fair to say it's it's kind of starting our journey in relation to just continuing on from Japan a little bit. I think last year's Six Nations was um, a tight time, whereas we got a good chunk of work done in Japan. And then obviously girls going full time and uh, into November, um, you can already feel a, little bit of a good bit of a difference. So, um, yeah, I think for this group, I think it's really important that they know that they're all incredibly valued and uh, we're really, really happy with them. Mm, I think it's probably a positive move. Uh, loads of text into 53106. i got to get to an ad break. Brian Driscoll waiting in the wings. Aiden on YouTube. We have choked. Steve Hansen's right, but they should nail those comments to the dressing room door of the World Cup changing rooms, says Aiden. And then there are slight tangent topics coming in. For instance, Martin and Sligo. A slight tangent topic, Lance. I know it's tough to the point of impossible, maybe. But where does this Irish rugby team rate in terms of great Irish sporting teams, not just rugby? Mick in Cork. Lads, a topic for a slight tangent. Is Formula One all a cod? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Eight o'clock. Dear. Uh, It goes on to say, in my opinion, they should all be driving the same car. Then you'd really know who the best driver is. The best driver, as it is, may now be driving in an inferior car, so we'll never have a chance of competing. I think that's bloody a communist. Excellent point. Yeah, I'm so on board with that. We'll come back to that after eight o'clock Absolutely. because Lord knows we've nothing else. And then Owen wonders if where's my jumper should be played at every Irish international football match. Yes, every public occasion. Full stop. 
funerals of heads of state, whatever it is, get the Sultans on there. Okay. On that note, Richie, thank you very much. Nice and Michael, thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Joe.